0: I'm Master at Life and Weight Loss Coach, Jillian Lama, and you're listening to the Body You Crave Podcast, where you'll learn how to end emotional eating, lose excess weight, and feel amazing in your body. No cheating required. Keep listening, and I'll show you how. Hey, hey. On today's bonus episode, I'm speaking with Janice Lowe from Not A Diet. Clearly, we had a lot to talk about and we have a lot in common. So Janice is a nutrition coach who helps busy people get their best health without restrictive diets or extreme workout. Right, So we talked about her story about growing up in Hong Kong and then moving to the UK, all of the different kind of ideas and beliefs that she had around food and body and nutrition and exercise, her path and her journey to coming to a place where she can really live in a body that she loves without feeling the constant need to exercise or to diet or to avoid certain foods. We talk about how the last year has been with COVID, how to make it easy to create this kind of work-life balance as it comes to health, and so much more. So join me for this amazing conversation. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Why don't you go ahead and introduce the listeners to who you are and what you do?
1: Hey, everyone. Hi, Jillian. Thank you for having me on your podcast this time. So my name is Janice. I am the founder of Not A Diet. And really, it's nutritional coaching targeted at busy people. You know, it doesn't really matter what you're busy with. I've just really recognized that being busy and being healthy are not mutually exclusive. So I'm here to help people get to their best health without any restrictive diets or extreme workouts, because we all know that Those could work in the short term, but they don't Mm -hmm. last.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So you have a couple of podcasts of your own, right? Tell us about those. Yes.
1: So a more relevant one. So it's called Neighborhood Nutritionist. And for US listeners, I spell neighborhood with a U because I'm from the UK. So that really, you know, Jillian has actually more than one episode on that podcast with me talking us through, I think that was before you had Caleb. Uh Right through the whole process, and that podcast really is targeted at anyone who is interested in health. Doesn't matter if you're a novice or if you're an expert, I cover a lot of health topics, be it mental health, nutrition, fitness so everything to do with our health, but in very relaxed, casual conversations with experts. Because, you know, in my journey and becoming a nutritional coach. I just realized that not many people are going to geek out about nutrition like I would. So I wanted to really break down these concepts and help declutter, you know, all the information you get. The other podcast that I have is called Culturally Speaking. And I think just by the name, you know, that it's something completely irrelevant to health and nutrition. And I do this with my co-host. And this is because I think we'll actually touch on the culture in this episode as well with Jillian. But I grew up in a multicultural background and it's just always been one of my interests to really look at how different cultures live so we've had two seasons so far and actually at the time of recording this we're about to launch our new season in June I don't know when this goes out awesome and yeah so anyone who might be interested in either or both you'll find both podcasts on all the major platforms
0: Yes. Awesome. Yeah, definitely go check it out because they're full of great conversations, great experts. I love it. Well, let's dive into today's episode. And I always love starting off by really just kind of diving into, you know, how did you grow up? What were some of your thoughts and feelings and and ideas around food and body image and kind of those things that you learned early on?
1: So I'm Chinese. I grew up in Hong Kong. So food has been my everything. Right. Since Mm -hmm. the day I was born, I think not just for my own family, but in our culture, food is everything. So you would meet up for celebrations, you know, which a lot of cultures do. Mm -hmm. But also, I almost feel like food goes with any social engagement. So you could be meeting someone for a business meeting. It would be at a restaurant or a cafe. You could be meeting someone you haven't seen in a long time. We'd go have some food. Mm -hmm. So food is everything, both good and bad. Having said that, I never grew up with any particular concepts, I think, about body image. There were a few things, you know, I think every girl growing up will be self-conscious about, you know, when do I get to wear my first bra? Or when can I look into hair removal? You know, all of these things I think (laughs) is very common Uh for all girls growing up. So I think in terms of body image, I never really put a lot of thought into it. I've always Uh been quite All arms and legs, quite ruler shaped. Is how I describe myself. Uh But I was not very sporty when I was little, mainly because I had quite weak lungs when I when I was born. So I was never very active until I moved to the UK for school, and then I started, you know, joining sports teams and getting a lot more athletic. Mm -hmm. And I say I think around that time, you know, late teenage years, that's when I started to have a concept of what do I want my body to look like. So very fortunately, I never had any kind of puberty related anything. Acne, putting on weight, I had none of it. Mm -hmm. For some reason, I was just very skinny my whole life. But the biggest change was moving to a different country where the beauty standards are completely different. Mm -hmm. Because nobody, none of the women in my family are very kind of full makeup kind of women. So I had a completely different, I wouldn't say I had a different beauty standard. I just didn't have that concept of like putting on makeup or Mm -hmm. do I, what shape do I want to be? What clothes that flatter me? Mm -hmm. None of that until I moved here when I was 16. Mm -hmm. And then suddenly, I think it's fair to say a lot of Western cultures, girls mature a little bit quicker I Mm -hmm. want to say like, or maybe younger, you know, in terms of putting on makeup and, you know, having ideas of uh, meeting boys, whatever, that was just Mm -hmm. super foreign to me. And along with that came things like people naturally having more curves than me. Mm -hmm. Right. And obviously as a fully grown adult now, I'm like, well, yeah, everybody, whatever race, actually, you will have a different body type. Mm -hmm. But back then I remember feeling like, Am I ever going to catch up? Like, Mm -hmm. are my boobs going to grow bigger? You know, like, what's Mm going to happen? Like, how can we look so different? And I would say probably around that time where I became a little bit more athletic and my body started changing itself. That's when I first started buying those magazines that promised you beach body abs in 28 days. Mm -hmm. Right? You have Glamour, Cosmopolitan, you name it. Right? I tried it. Yeah. (laughs) And I really got it because you know, my body was still growing, right? And a lot of things are changing. And really, then the next step was university or college for US listeners. I mean, it was a few years of parties, right? (laughs) There was a lot of studying, (laughs) but I wouldn't say that those few years I was very focused on my health. It was Uh more about having fun and also, Uh you know, getting my degree. Once I started working after my master's degree, That was another, I would say, milestone, you know, in my concepts around food, around my body, around my health, because you're still a pretty young person when you're that age. But I was just so tired. And I don't think I felt that before, even when we Uh were at university doing an all nighter, finishing an essay or having a late night and, you know, coming home at three and having to get up for a nine o'clock lecture. I was still not as tired as I was when I started working.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Right. And that's when it kind of hit me. That's when I asked my parents, like, wait, am I getting old? Like what is (laughs) happening to me? Right. To which obviously they just laughed. Um, Yeah. And that's when I started looking at, okay, what's happening? Because none of it added up. Right. I didn't have any underlying health conditions i wasn't a physical manual worker right there's mm-hmm. there's no reason for me being so tired and really it was seeing some people around me having a personal trainer having someone look at their diet and them looking so good that mm-hmm. made me feel like wait maybe that's the answer uh-huh so i don't know if that was a super long answer to your question <laughs> <laughs> no no that's great that's a great segue
0: into all right so what happened next? Tell us more. You know, what What yeah. then from there, kind of looking at those personal trainers or people who had the trainers and the diets and the nutrition like dialed in. Mm. Tell us what kind of your experience into that world.
1: So very quickly, within three months of me having a personal trainer and really looking at my nutrition and my diet, I saw results, right? Mm-hmm. And it was like a really rude awakening within three months of feeling that I've always been skinny, but then I step on the measurement scale machine thing. Mm
0: -hmm. My body fat
1: was 28%. I was shocked. I was like, what? So I'm more Uh than a quarter fat, even Uh though I've always been skinny my whole life. Mm -hmm. And then kind of allowing myself to fail, essentially allowing myself to feel incompetent in the gym because it was a new territory for me. Mm -hmm. Right. And really, it was really humbling experience, right. To completely do something that was foreign to me that I was really bad at at -hmm. the beginning. Now within three months, I cut my body fat down to 20%. Right. That's, that's a lot. That's huge. Yeah. (laughs) And I mean, it was good and bad. So I think it gave me never before felt confidence that like, right, I am in control of my body. I can change this right this is all manageable it's not genetics it's not whatever however it did lead me down the kind of orthorexic path unfortunately (laughs) it wasn't super extreme right but my for about half a year from then on because I was so so I was so hungry pun not intended (laughs) to get (laughs) Those abs, that Mm -hmm. body, that Mm -hmm. bum, those arms, you know, the shoulders, the back. I was working out six days a week, doing extremely heavy weights. I tried certain supplements. I didn't really like them, but I was so militant. Mm
2: -hmm. I
1: could have been preparing for a competition,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: right? And the summer after that, so within half a year, I got down to 14% body fat, Mm -hmm. which is very low, too low. Some of the things in my body stopped happening. Mm-hmm. I think right. women will know what I'm talking <laughs> <Right>. about. <laughs> and that I really had to reflect on the wake up call from that was because I would still be scrolling on in Instagram, right? I was building a really great following on in Instagram of people liking my pictures, offering to sponsor me things because I was finally getting into that really ripped body shape,
2: mm-hmm. but I wasn't happy. Mm
1: -hmm. right I was scroll I was still scrolling I hardly ever looked at my own feed I would scroll and scroll and scroll and still feel very inadequate because I saw these gorgeous women who were perfectly tanned had the perfect white teeth had boobs but had an impossibly small waist but with a six-pack but Mm -hmm. then also with a massive bum you know like style. and I think when I realized like, why, why am I doing this to myself? Like Mm -hmm. what is happening? Because there were talks from some of the people I knew that, Oh, do you want to go do Miss London or bikini body fitness? And I think that was when I was like, hold on. Like this went so far from why I started doing this. Mm hmm. It was like I was just hooked on the attention, on the progress, on, you know, knowing how to, you know, you do that twist, but at the same time you pump your bum Uh so that, you know, you get that impossible ratio. I was just so hooked on the mechanics of the whole thing that I feel like I had lost my way. Uh So I put a stop to everything. Right. I just stopped everything and so I So like decided, all the
0: training, all the like nutrition, dieting, like- Yeah, for a
1: little while I just uh-huh. stopped and I had to basically redefine, you know, this is something I do with my clients as well, right? Really look at defining what health actually means to you mm-hmm. because I think with what social media portrays,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's so easy to think that there's only one mm-hmm. look, mm-hmm. which means yes. you're healthy. Right. 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 But then I keep reminding people behind those amazing pictures. Number one, there's probably Photoshop. Mm -hmm. Number two, there's probably a lot of injuries. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Right. There's probably very boring kind of lifestyles of measuring everything. And, you know, for some people, that is their job. Mm -hmm. Right. That's why they get to spend that much time, that much money, that that much effort. But for the rest of us mere mortals, we don't have to live like athletes. Mm -hmm. right? Because we have other things we want to pursue in life. So that's when I decided then, you know what, let me go study nutrition. Let me go get certified as a coach, because Mm -hmm. if it's happened to me, Mm
2: -hmm. it's happened
1: to someone else. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And especially looking at, you know, I still have a nine to five corporate job right now. Looking at people around me back then, when people I looked up to, senior executives, all of these people, and I saw a clear gap between what they want to achieve in life and what they're doing to their bodies to allow that to happen. Mm -hmm. Right. And I'm sure, you know, busy listeners listening to this now know what I'm talking about when you have back-to-back meetings and you barely have time to go to the bathroom or to go get Mm -hmm. a drink of water. And therefore, I don't know, you pull out a banana from your bag, that's your lunch. Or mm-hmm. you run to the cafeteria, get a little pot of yogurt. Mm-hmm. That's your lunch, right? Um, you then the and, unfortunately, machine
0: and it's a bag of chips or yes. the hot dog cart down Chocolate the street. Chocolate bar. Yep. Yeah.
1: Or like the healthier option, we which would be the energy bar, mm-hmm. right? Which we all know is actually packed full of sugar. It's just like a candy um, bar. <laughs> mm-hmm. It is. Exactly.
0: Uh, I have a mentor. Who calls it, she's like, This is just a candy bar dressed up like a hoe. Like, uh -uh. (laughs) uh-uh, you know. And I'm like, Yep, true story. And I like I like my protein bars and my energy bars, but I have to treat it like it's like it's a piece of candy. It's not like it's something super healthy that I should be eating three or four of every day. It's no, this is like more like a, a treat. It's something I enjoy, it's something I can plan, but it's Yeah, it doesn't make me better because I'm eating this honestly over a Snicker bar. Maybe a little bit better, but (laughs) right, like maybe it's a level up, sure, but yeah, a (laughs) little bit.
1: But also, supplements are meant to be supplementary. Yeah, you know, they are not meant to be on top of or actually replace a meal. Uh huh. Yeah. This is if you really can't get enough protein in your diet naturally. Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. And I think this really applies more to larger men you know, who, if you calculate their protein requirements, it is really hard to eat Mm -hmm. that much food. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Yeah. So I think that's kind of how my business was born really, that I went through some things myself, made a few mistakes. I'm Mm -hmm. keen to help people feel amazing without making those same mistakes, but also really focusing busy people, because I can't tell you how many people have said, I will get healthy when I'm less busy. Yeah. Right. And let me tell you the ugly truth. You will not get less busy. Yes. You just won't.
0: <laughs> right, right. Absolutely. And we do this so much. Like, we'll do it. We do it with time. We do it with money. It's like, well, when I have more mm-hmm. money, well, then I can save. But no, no, no. When you get more money, you just spend more. Like, that's typically mm-hmm. how, how we do things. I would say as, you know, as a, just a blanket statement, not everybody, every time, right? Like these are just generalizations, but on the mm-hmm. whole, that's how we treat it. A lot of times we do that with our bodies. Well, when I lose the weight, when I'm 140 pounds, when I, you know, I'm a size six, well, then I'll be nice to myself. Then I'll be confident. Then I'll be happy. Mm-hmm. Then I'll, you know, it's like, then I'll take the vacation. Then I'll wear the clothes. Then I'll do this. But all of the negative energy, the negative self-talk, all of the nitpicking, mm-hmm. all of the drama, it's still there even at that lower mm. rate. And so one of my mantras is that a smaller body doesn't fix a broken self-concept. And the listeners here are gonna hear me say that over and over and over mm. again, is that we have to learn how to change the way that we talk to ourselves and we think about ourselves if we want to truly be able to lose the weight and keep it off for good to where it's not just punishment.
1: To add to that is just try to fight this polarity a polarization of everything. You know, when I see a lot of the times on social media, people being body positive, right? Does that mean Mm -hmm. the statement itself, health in all sizes, Mm -hmm. that is not meant to say someone who is actually medically obese is healthy, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and I just would urge people don't be so reactive so quickly to these statements Mm -hmm. and just focus on yourself. You know, you define what healthy means to you. Mm -hmm. Maybe for somebody getting to the perfect weight isn't the most important. Maybe being able to bend over to pick up a book is Mm -hmm. more important Mm -hmm. or being able to walk their dogs without any pain in their knees. Maybe Mm -hmm. that's more important. So I think, yeah, just resist the urge I think to be provoked Mm -hmm. by social media or by people around you because, you know, your health is a relationship between you and yourself. It's nobody else's business.
0: Yeah. Oh, I totally agree. And, you know, the body positivity movement, it's very interesting or like the intuitive Mm -hmm. eating movement. Like there's a variety Mm -hmm. of things that like I can get on board with some things and not others. Like it's not, it it doesn't mean that you have to agree with everything that this platform stands for, you know? And I think Mm -hmm. that's the other key is You know, you can have like love for your body right now and still Mm -hmm. be in the process of wanting to change it or wanting to lose weight. Yeah. And you can be striving for health and wellness. And yeah, like you said, like better mobility, but you don't have to be a size two. You don't have to be a size zero. You also, Mm -hmm. like for me, I'm five foot three on a good day. And so, to be barely five feet tall and I was 250 pounds, you cannot tell me that that's healthy, right? So it's not Mm -hmm. that I'm trying to claim that any weight for my height is healthy, but there's a range, there's a spectrum. And for me, I know Mm -hmm. there's, there's like kind of my maintenance window where the scale is going to fluctuate a little bit up and down, but like, that's basically where I am. And, and I think that's important to remember too. And it's, yeah. It's so tricky, but you're right. Like we just have to focus on ourselves. We, we shouldn't get yeah. caught up in, in other people and, you know, things like that as well.
1: Yeah. And also I think, you know, with intuitive eating, you know, I'm not an expert in it, although I've had a couple of guests talk about it on my podcast and just linking to that, I want to talk a little bit about the idea of intuition, you know, when we look at these standards of what healthy means, right? Could be, you know, in Asia there was a crazy, crazy challenge to have the A four waist, right? Oh. Which is if you put a piece of A four paper in front of you, it hides your whole waist. Oh, okay, now, I never heard of that. Exactly. Now I'm also a five three. I'm five three and a half, right? Uh huh. My waist is about like twenty four five inches, so I I am aware that very luckily, you know, I have quite a small waist. I don't think I can do that challenge. You know, you're Mm -hmm. talking 22 inch maybe, Mm
2: -hmm. but
1: I probably didn't have a 22 inch waist since I was 13, you know? And so a reminder, I think for listeners is that a lot of these standards are there, mainly from a public health perspective, right? They do need a range, as you mentioned, to give people Mm -hmm. some idea. It's not like a 100 inch range. There is a range for a reason. However... Our bodies are the most honest measurement tools, Mm -hmm. in my opinion, right? So if you are in complete health, I would say having consistent back pain probably means something's wrong, Mm -hmm. right? Could be your posture, could be muscle imbalance, could be anything, could be inflammation that's happening. If your lips are super dry every single day, however much chapstick you put on, maybe you're dehydrated, Mm-hmm. You know, so I always ask clients, you know, especially people who love coffee. I know this is unpopular opinion time, but coffee is not a nourishment, yeah, right? it is a stimulant, no judgment, no hate on people who like coffee. I just don't happen to like it, but before you reach for your fifth coffee, maybe have a look at were you sleeping well the night before? Are you taking regular breaks? Are you drinking enough water? Is Mm -hmm. your diet nourishing you, Mm -hmm. you know, before reaching for stimulants or anything that should be supplementary or complementary to your Mm -hmm. natural diet? And, you know, on the topic of intuitive eating, right, I think a lot of people think that, oh, that means if I feel like eating a donut, I can.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And really, in the spirit of loving yourself and giving yourself a treat, yes. Right? But I think Mm -hmm. What I encourage people to add another layer on, I want people to make a distinction between if you want something or you need something. hmm Nutrients are things you need. You're mm-hmm. allowed to want other things,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but give your body what it needs first,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? And then think about, do you want something?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Because people quite often are surprised by how much I eat. Mm-hmm. Right, I'm similar height to you mm-hmm. because I've not just had a baby
2: <laughs> <But>
1: I'm <laughs> about like a hundred and five a hundred ten pounds i'm I'm very uh-huh. light uh-huh, and it's actually again, but people don't slap me virtually, but i've tried I've worked for the last four or five years to get to this weight, uh-huh because I've always been super light and uh-huh, you know, I think this is a good example of what we were talking about what standard weights people want to get to you Mm -hmm. know for a long time I was in the you know high 90s or low 100 people might say oh great you know that's the weight I want to get to but guess Mm -hmm. what that was affecting how much weight I could lift Mm
2: -hmm.
1: right because there is a ratio you know unless Mm -hmm. I was injecting stuff taking steroids or you know doing a lot of pre-workout naturally that was restricting the level of exercise I want to do Mm -hmm. right so actually it wasn't what I wanted that's why Mm -hmm. I worked so hard to put on weight and I couldn't even give blood
2: Mm
1: -hmm. yeah right so just a reminder you know with weight with measurements it's not always less is better you know Mm -hmm. you need especially body fat for women right trust me (laughs) my period stopped (laughs) yeah that's that was another alarm bell for me, like, okay, maybe maybe I messed up. <laughs> yeah. And luckily it came back, right? But yeah, just I, I find this very interesting, this period of time we're in, to look at health, because everything is so extreme. Uh-huh. It's like you're either like a fitness model, uh-huh, or you're considered not attractive. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah,
0: we kind of idealize, right, we idealize one kind of body type or one to two body types. And Mm -hmm. like, that's it. And now everybody's striving for it. Yet there's probably a 100 different body types. And there are certain Mm -hmm. types that legitimately cannot look a certain way. You know, like, I don't have a narrow waist. I am more, I'm more like a ruler shape like you, (laughs) you know, like Mm -hmm. a little bit bigger, but so I weigh like what right now I'm 126.6 pounds. My average kind of maintenance is 124 to 125. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's another 15, 20 pounds that I have on you, you know, at roughly the same height, Mm -hmm. but that works for me. I feel good there. And I feel like when we can just recognize that everybody's body is different, like our body composition is different, our, the amount of muscle mass we have is different, you know, the different size and shape that we have. And we have different gifts and strengths and talents, different athleticisms. There's so much that is unique. And I think we we don't do a good job of like really embracing all of that. And it's hard, it's hard when we've had these ideals of well, this is what we're striving for, this is what pretty looks like, this is what fit and healthy and mm-hmm. sexy looks like to not be that and to still feel that way. It takes a lot of mental i call it mental ninja skills <laughs> I'm like we really yeah, have to that work was, on our thoughts
1: that was difficult for mm-hmm. me, moving to a different country where no nobody looks like me mm-hmm. right and very luckily I think because of how I carry myself I didn't suffer too much from racism Mm um and also because you know I'm fluent in English and and Mm -hmm. I think that was a big part of it but in a typical conversation where people are like oh who's your celebrity doppelganger guess who Mm -hmm. I get every time Lucy Liu because Uh there was no other Asian actress yeah (laughs) yeah I mean now I guess you have you have Constance Wu right but I don't look like her either and so I think that was an interesting thing to have experienced when I was that young. It was probably a little bit easier, to be honest, because my mind was a a bit more elastic. So Uh I was more open to just, you know, changing my mind and how I think about things. But I think finally understanding that as an Asian person, right, and epigenetics is a whole other super long conversation we can have. So I'm not saying that you are completely locked down by your genes, but Mm -hmm. again, there is a range, right? Mm -hmm. That you can, you can try to get to the extreme end of it, but there will still be limitations and Mm -hmm. realizing that I will never have the Kim K kind of bump, Mm -hmm. right. Or I will also not have the kind of muscle definition or muscle mass that some of, the other people mm-hmm. I see mm-hmm. in the Western world have mm-hmm. and finally releasing myself from trying to reach that, I think was very helpful.
0: How did because you do that? Do you have any tips for people who are trying to, to
1: work on that? They're like, okay, I deleted I Instagram. Really oh, okay. For a long like time. Like just all together. Uh huh. Yes, I deleted the app from my phone. <laughs> so I am someone who doesn't do half measures. <laughs> people who know me will know that. But I think especially now that Instagram, I think it's very hard, right? I'll admit it. Especially now I have my own business. Um, Mm -hmm. I am on, I am back on Instagram, but maybe redefine what you're getting out of it. Mm
2: -hmm. Right.
1: Because Instagram is wonderful. If what you're looking for are ideas, motivation, or connecting with like-minded people, but it can be very toxic. Mm -hmm. Right. And actually it is in your control because you can curate content because that is how the platform was built, Mm -hmm. right? This means following people like us, you know, Mm -hmm. who will not spew any negativity, right? No judgment. And we will not be, you know, showing you our bikini bodies every day, right? I think that's (laughs) very unnecessary, but also maybe speaks to our age a little bit. (laughs) Um, And I think Back to what I mentioned at the start, right? Really figuring out your North Star in terms of your health. I think that really helped me as with anything else. Uh Once you figure out what your North Star is, then, you know, what's that saying? That, you know, ships, you you will sail by the North Star essentially instead Mm -hmm. of being moved by the winds, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: right? So that was really important and because that will also help you prevent jumping onto any other new diet that pops up. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever celebrities try or this new product or that new supplement, right? Once you figure out what you actually want,
2: mm-hmm. you'll
1: find the noise fades away
2: mm-hmm.
1: naturally. Yeah. And I know that, you know, we are obviously very passionate about health, but you also need to really remember health does not define how good of a person you are.
0: Right. 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 It's not a moral factor. (laughs) It does not make you good or bad. And I think yeah, Mm -hmm. that's a that's a huge point that so many of us internalize and yeah, we moralize food and then we moralize ourselves based off what we eat or based off of Mm -hmm. the number on a scale. There's just so much that we wrap up in food and body image and dieting and and a lot of expectations that we put on ourselves and a lot of things that we, we pick up as kids, teens, young adults. And but ultimately like it's me, all the pressure, like I'm the problem. But that's the beautiful thing is that because then I get to be the solution. And I don't have to Mm -hmm. wait on anything else or anyone else to change. I get to do that all myself.
1: Yeah. And I think the good thing about health, right? I've shared my story with a lot of people. And I think everyone's a little bit surprised that even I seem so put together now, (laughs) even I was super orthorexic. And at one point, I didn't even know how to count carbs or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I think I just want to encourage people that this is not meant to be a linear journey Mm -hmm. with a deadline, Mm -hmm. right? Because both men and women, our bodies, our hormones, everything changes every day we get older. Yeah. Right. So it's really about understanding what your life demands of you and making sure that you are feeding your body the right things and moving in a way that serves you. I used to train very differently. Mm -hmm. I used to be very, very hardcore on the weights. Yeah. All the machines, basically. And I would often be the only girl,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: right, doing weights and doing deadlifts. And I was that person at one point. Before that, I didn't know what a deadlift was, Mm -hmm. right? And then there was a period where, again, warning for everybody, I was lifting such heavy weights that I misaligned my kneecap, right? Mm -hmm. So do not do that. Uh, very painful. And I didn't, I couldn't squat for a year. Uh, So that was difficult, because it was so ingrained in my DNA. At that point, it was just so difficult um, for me to accept that, right, cannot do that exercise anymore, have to move on to something else. And then during this year, where gyms were closed, and all these things, I went from doing a lot of HIIT workouts, outdoors, when the weather was Mm -hmm, nice, mm -hmm. to really switching over to doing a lot of Pilates, bar Mm -hmm. workouts, or, you know, combinations and doing body weight hit indoors. And guess what? I'm still healthy,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: you know? So I think it's just really about listening to your body Mm -hmm. instead of if you are already completely exhausted after a long day, you will know, right? Because you've got a new baby. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) If... If on a day you feel like, you know what, maybe instead of a workout, I'm going to run myself a nice bath, have a glass uh-huh. of wine, put a candle on, do it. Yeah. You know, because otherwise you're just going to start resenting what yeah. was meant to help you be healthy. Right. And it sounds very counterintuitive, but I almost feel like if your body is screaming at you to just let go for one evening, do it. Mm hmm. Right. Don't start feeling guilty
2: mm-hmm.
1: or feeling that you've let yourself down.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean,
1: of course, I think movement, as little as just having a walk, is still better than none.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. But if you
1: really can't do it. Yeah. Don't stress
0: out. Right. Well, and that's the big thing. And that's one thing I talk about with clients all the time is is movement. It doesn't have to be exercise. I've got some clients who wrestle with injury, who wrestle with fibromyalgia, other pain issues and conditions. And I tell them, look, it's about movement. You may not be, quote, exercising, and that's okay. We just want to move your body a little bit and move it in ways that you enjoy and that, like, feel good. Mm-hmm. And for me, like I had to really stop lying to myself about, oh, I just like to run because it gives me endorphins and I just love uh, running. No, uh, uh-uh. uh, like I, I, I would run it. every day because it was punishment. It was you're not thin enough. You're you don't have flat enough mm-hmm. stomach yet. You ate all those, you know, cookies or the ice cream or the popcorn or whatever it is that you overate last night. Like you now are getting punished with exercise. And I <laughs> it, it's exhausting. It is exhausting. Mm. I'm really impressed that you you went. You kind of like moved into this phase of being a little obsessive and controlling with, you know, food and fitness. And you came out of it with like in a year. And like, I'm just Mm -hmm. like, oh my gosh, like it took me like 10 or 12 years. (laughs) Like it took me so long to do this. At the same time, we're all on our own journeys. You know, Mm -hmm. like there is nothing wrong with however long it takes you versus me, you know, like it's all happening in the right time. And I'm so glad that you brought up this time over COVID as well, because it requires us to be flexible. We have to try new things. I never thought I would join a stroller workout group. And yet here I am (laughs) doing doing the group and having fun because, you know, one, it's enjoyable. And two, I don't have to worry about childcare because baby comes with me, you know? So there's things that, you know, change on my end to meet what I can do and, and really like learning, getting over that mental hump of, and fear and anxiety of if I don't lose, if I don't exercise, then I'm going to gain weight, or I'm not going to lose weight, like kind of getting over just all of the mental drama. That's always going to be the number one starting point, because you can have lists and rules and do this, not that and eat this, not that. And at the end of the day, like it all comes down to your mindset as to whether or not you're going to follow through with it or mm-hmm. you know what you're going to do or not do. So.
1: And I think You know, I actually recently interviewed a psychologist who came to talk about diet psychology, and we had a really interesting conversation, right? And we were talking about things like self-discipline, self-control, and I find that people blame themselves so much, right? And they will, I have so many people who come to me and say, oh, Janice, you know, please help me come up with a system because Mm -hmm. I just have no self-control. My whole family has a sweet tooth. Mm -hmm. I have no self-discipline. And I'm like, look right especially for mummies and daddies out there do you mm-hmm. remember the nights when you you know maybe had a glass too much and you wake up with a banging hangover mm-hmm. but your kid wants breakfast you get up
0: yeah right? you get them
1: ready for school
0: <laughs> right
1: if that is not self control or discipline i don't know what is yeah right so i think it's it's time to just life is a venn diagram of everything right and you have so many skills and so much knowledge actually within you in other yeah. areas of life that you can apply back into health. You know, when I, I actually had a funny conversation last weekend with my client, because he was like, oh, my kids eat super healthy. I cook super healthy food for them. I make sure they eat their greens. And then I'm like, well, what about yourself? Like, why are you right. going and eating an unhealthy meal right. when clearly you know what's healthy? Uh-huh. Right? So, this is what just was the response? Reminder.
0: What was the response? Just to understand the logic, like some of the things to get the full mm-hmm. train of thought here.
1: So, first of all, busy. Mm-hmm. Right. So, lunch would be grab and go sandwiches.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. Whereas I'm sure, you know, again, no shame, right, for parents who don't do this or even for people without kids. But, you know, for someone who's very important to you, maybe even elderly people in the family. I know people who would spend hours making a meal for somebody else. Uh huh. And then f- spend three minutes to microwave something for themselves.
0: Uh huh.
1: Right. And I would say, again, this very boring analogy of if the oxygen mask falls down, <laughs> put it right. on yourself first. Right. So, yeah. if especially you are someone who has, you know, a circle of people around you that you care for, just remember that you need to be in top condition to be able yeah. to be present for all of them. And, I know this sounds like a broken record, right? Everybody talks about this, but just really reach into other corners of your life and realize that you have it in you. Actually, you just need to be, maybe get a little bit creative. And, you know, when you were talking about, I think a while ago, we were talking about different diets or different exercise routines or things that other people do. Mm -hmm. The beauty of health again, it's about you and your own body. Mm -hmm. So guess what? You're allowed to pick and mix, Mm -hmm. you know, just because I eat a certain way. I never recommend my clients eat how I eat. Right. Right. Because this works for me. Yeah. Right. It would kill them. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because I do, I do a cut at least once a year. And for people not familiar with that, Essentially I cycle my body, right? Because my body needs different things during the year. And usually in the winter months, I naturally will want to eat like a monster. Uh-huh. Right. I'm still eating clean, but naturally I will eat a lot more because in the UK, there's no sunlight. It's pretty cold. <laughs> and I use that time to then build. You uh-huh. know, if I wanted to gain more, you know, lean mass or whatever, that's when I do my heavy workouts. But then in the summer, when naturally I feel more like our salads and lighter Uh foods, Uh I use that time to actually remove a lot of the simple carbs from my diet. Uh Um, Pretty much six days a week, I don't eat any direct carbs unless Uh they're in vegetables. Uh Well, it works for me, right? Because I have a certain thing I want to achieve within Mm -hmm. that period of time. And Mm -hmm. notice that I say within a period of time, Mm -hmm. this is not sustainable. Right. And so I would never recommend any of my clients to do this Mm -hmm. because they haven't got me to supervise them like I do with myself and they don't work out the same way I do. Right. Mm -hmm. A lot of boys at work will say like, how can you eat as much as we do? And the simple answer is because I work out
2: Mm -hmm.
1: like my body works differently. Right. And it's not to say in 10 years time, I'll do the same thing. I probably Mm -hmm. won't. Right, (laughs) because my hormones would have changed and my lifestyle would have changed, and I guess another thing around diets that I really want people to remember is diets don't work. Like that, I said it right. (laughs) My business is called Not a Diet, and diets do not work because I think this is the analogy I told people. Right? Imagine, right? Let's say Jillian, you go on, Mm -hmm. go on the internet, and there's. Katie, who says, "Hey, here's what you will wear for the next five days." Now she's never seen you. Mm-hmm. She doesn't know what your lifestyle is. She doesn't know you have you have a baby. Mm-hmm. But also, this is one way you don't get to give her your feedback.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: How the hell is she going to know how to dress you?
0: Right. Yeah. Right. I'd be exercising in like high work. heels. <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> right, and this is how diets work. They have uh-huh. been created, you know, not to undermine those people's qualifications. But those were created in a vacuum. Right. Yeah. They were looking at all the average numbers or generic information. They don't yeah. know what you live like. Yeah.
0: Oh, right. Or like just the quote science of it and like this mm-hmm. should this should work. This should be good enough. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Oh, and, I totally agree.
1: And and therefore you try five different diets, none of them work, and then you start blaming yourself. Yeah.
0: And I think we right? have an issue, like even just the way of like working. And this is something I had to like really get honest with myself about was like a diet doesn't work if I gain the weight back ever, ever. Mm -hmm. So if you lose 30 pounds doing keto, does keto work? Well, can you keep it off is the real question. Because if you can't keep it off, then that diet did not work. And I think we really have to change the way that we even think about what's working and what's not. Because so Mm -hmm. often we get so caught up in, well, this used to work, or at one point this worked, or, you know, why isn't this working? And it's, we really have to redefine and re-understand, like, what is actually happening. Because, Mm -hmm. I don't know, you know, gaining and losing weight, it's not just the physical impact it has on your body, but it's it's the mental, the psychological, it just mm-hmm. like tears you down and erodes your self-belief and your self-confidence and your self-trust and so much of that, you know, because we put it all in, in our bodies and our ability to keep the weight off and we attach so much meaning. So I really, I mean, yeah, I really challenge people to think about how does, what does it mean for something to work?
1: Yeah. And just don't pick something extreme because yeah. you're setting yourself up to fail. Yeah. It's not going to be sustainable. Right. Yeah. Because I, um, I actually saw a video yesterday about Adele's diet. Uh-huh. You know, she's lost a lot of weight. And one thing that someone said was really true, you know, the fact that someone immediately went, oh, you look gorgeous now. Like, come on. She was always gorgeous. She's just a different shape right now. And maybe, mm-hmm. you know, if she had health problems, maybe she's in a better condition. But then I think the video was some online, like, influencer trying to copy you know, Uh have program. And I think it's worth remembering that all of these celebrity diets, celebrity routines, they probably have a team of people. Yes. Right. Right. And their job is to look good. Yeah. Right. So just don't pick something, you know, that you can't do for more than a month, I would say. Mm -hmm. So with, you know, someone recently asked me, you know, should I buy a rowing machine? You know, a lot of people Mm -hmm. have been buying Peloton bikes and everything. Uh Uh-huh. And I'm like, well, do you currently exercise? They said no. Uh-huh. So this is for anyone who's listening, right? Who's on this train of thought as well. I would encourage you to do something very simple, as simple as doing 20 squats a day. Try it for a month,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? If you can keep it for a month, it means that you have now found a new spot in your life mm-hmm. for movement. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise you just spend, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars buying a piece of equipment. hmm when you never had time for it to begin with. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah.
1: And I think same with diets, right? Just think about, is this something that either I would be okay to take a pause on if I have a birthday party to go to, or can I keep it up for more than two weeks?
0: Mm Yeah. Yeah. I always look at, you know, what can you do for the rest of your life without hating your life? Because that mm-hmm. ha- hating your life piece, like, that's important. <laughs> like, like what can you do and continue with, like, when you're traveling, when you're on vacation? What you eat at home should never be that completely different than what you eat out at a restaurant or while you're off in the Caribbean or, you know, elsewhere. So... But yeah, so, well, thank you so much for joining me. I'm so glad to have you on my show since I was able to come on yours twice now. So we'll definitely have to have you back and continue this conversation.
1: But in the meantime, where can people find you? Okay, so on Instagram, you can find me at UK. And again, you know, neighborhood nutritionist, my health podcast. And my own website is just simple, notadiet.co.uk.
0: Awesome. So, and
1: I'll share, you know, all the ways of contacting me with you as well, Jillian. So perfect. Um, you can we'll put it all that. in the
0: show notes and yeah, make sure to include that. Any final last words of wisdom you want to share with everyone?
1: Yeah, I think with health, remember that it lasts your whole life. You know, it's, it's not a temporary journey, right? Mm-hmm. So you're allowed to have up, ups and downs as mm-hmm. long as you understand what health means to you. And in terms of definition of health, I would encourage you to guide a meditation or whatever way works for you, but focus on how you want to feel,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: right? Because looks can fade, right? I think everybody knows that. And at the same weight, probably Jillian and I wear the same height, basically. Mm -hmm. Even if we were at the same weight, we probably look different.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. So that's just not an accurate measurement. Mm -hmm. So focus on how you feel, you know, how powerful you feel with your body, how able, how energized do you feel when you wake up.
0: Mm-hmm. So I think
1: that's probably a more honest way of determining how healthy you are.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Awesome. Well, thanks again for being here. I really appreciate it.
1: Thanks for having me.